0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight on this amazing episode number 96. Tonight we're gonna to be list archetyping. We are, baby. We we're doing some more list archetypes. We're gonna be doing starting our deep dives, and we'll get into that in just a minute. After that, we're going to be having a conversation about a survey that uh, we're hoping you'll help fill out that can help the community. Um, And if that wasn't enough, we are going to be talking about ranking some fun pilots that we have not ranked before. As a quick reminder, if you would like to donate to the show, you're welcome to subscribe right here on Twitch, or you can join our Patreon. Or if you would like to give a $5 or more donation to help get prizing support for Michigan GT slash stream support, you're welcome to PayPal us and you should be able to donate $5 or more. And we'll be entering you into a raffle for A Phoenix Cell Squadron Pack. With that being said, let's bring in my co-host for the night. Please welcome to the show the Benchman, the the henchman of the Benchman Benchwarmers, Mr. Alex himself. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing quite well. How are you? Good. It's very cold in Michigan. All of a sudden it was warm. I was enjoying it. Now it's cold. So it was 80 yesterday and it's gonna snow next week. Yeah, I love very, very disgusting. Um also welcome to the show. Mr. JJ the Giants still suck. Johnson, how are you tonight?
1: <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. Just in the middle of moving. Um I'm gonna be moving over to my new apartment next week. So Uh, Trying to, luckily it's not as bad as my first move back in August, far less crap that I need to pack, but I basically have to dismantle this entire center, uh, so that way I can move it and reset it up in my new place uh, over the course of um, beginning of next weekend. So, not looking forward to that, but at the same time, it's going to be nice being in a a one-story apartment instead of a third floor, so...
0: (laughs) I would definitely say that would be a benefit because I don't know if I'd want to. I don't know if I would want to carry all that stuff upstairs.
1: Yeah, exactly. The first time was not fun at all, man. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this is like a hybrid between my office and like, you know, my stream table here. Um, But I got monitors everywhere, computers everywhere, cables out the the ass and cheese. Yeah. (sighs)
0: Well, if you didn't know, this weekend I went to an alpaca, al- alpaca festival in Allegan. It was very different. I bought something, though, that we talked a little bit about last week. Cal was obsessed with ponchos, and somebody <laughs> bought himself a poncho. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so I saw the photo of it. It was uh, pretty glorious. You look very warm, for real. <laughs>
0: Yep. So I I bought a poncho. So I thought that was that was kind of fun. We got to see some alpacas. Um, I don't know. Like I don't know what you do it in a uh, at that type of a festival, but what I will say is it was us walking around, not getting to pet them, and then we watched them put on a little like show, kind of like a best of show, best in show, whatever they call those. Um, like dog show type things. It's the same thing with the alpacas. And there's one of them that did not want to sit still at all. Like it was very ornery and angry um, that it had to be out there. I think on display, you know, (laughs) but hopefully you all had a good weekend. I don't know if any of you, anybody else did anything fun. I know Alex said they were celebrating something this morning. Eastern Orthodox Easter is today. Yeah. So um I don't know. Do you say congratulations or happy Easter? I don't know what you
1: say for that. I I don't know. I you went to it. I <laughs> think you combine Orthodox and Easter and just made it oyster. Happy Oyster.
0: Happy Oyster. Did you there guys you have go. oysters there? Uh no, but I had calamari. <laughs> so, I do not fancy. like calamari, but I know a lot of people do.
1: So It depends because there's some places that mm-hmm. make it very like chewy, and I hate that. And I prefer them when they're like crisp and light, and, and like. you can just eat them. Like I like that,
2: and I like like the breaded ones that are just like better onion rings. It's delicious.
1: Yes, yes, that's the best.
0: Well, maybe you'll <coughs> someday you could take me out for it. <coughs> the ones I've had are not been good. So yeah, it's, it's uh, very hit or miss. Well, with that being said, what I wanted to do was a couple of different things tonight, right? Uh so the first thing there was a um a survey that people that, that wanted to be filled out, right? So I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name, but they did it on um GSP. Was that like a year ago? Uh, help me up, guys. I don't remember. There was a there was a survey that somebody did yeah about a year ago
1: i believe it was in sorry it was the same person yeah
0: okay and so they they're trying to help build some data for the community and what they wanted to do was kind of put a survey out um for you to be able to look at right and fill out for them um i have not filled mine out yet but i do know that this was a pretty pretty good survey that they did before uh, I believe it was for their college, was it not, or something to do with that? Yeah, that sounds about right. I filled out a couple of this. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so essentially, it's called Return of the Surveys. Um, <clears throat> it says there's there's six one. Essentially, what they want you to do is kind of go through and fill out the faction that you normally fly. Um, your secondary faction, and then kind of talk about which of some of these different ships you would like to see in those factions. So the reason I wanted to do this is because I I kind of thought this was pretty cool looking. Um, Like I said, I have not filled mine out specifically, but based on all these other different ships that we had in there, like I didn't know Krennic had a different shuttle at all. And we see an Umbarian starfighter. That seems pretty cool, right? Like, that would be fun to have in X-Wing. And now I just wonder if this guy works for AMG and, like, got hired by AMG (laughs) and none of us knew.
1: (laughs) That would be pretty cool. I mean, especially if they can, like, submit this to AMG if they have, like, a sufficient amount of data. Like, you need, like, what, 10,000 people to make it, like, a (laughs) good sizable amount of data, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I don't really know like what any of these ships are. Uh, so I went I with the cool-looking ones. <laughs> that one that you mentioned, whatever that little... This one? The Umbarian? Yeah, whatever one that looks kind of like a gun from like Halo. That's, that's the one yes. that I want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I actually would love to have this. I don't um, know what it
2: is, but it looks cool.
0: Yeah, so essentially this is if you... If you want to help fill out i guess we get to fill everything out to go the next page but if you want to help this gentleman out um he would really like it um if you could do that as well um so i don't know so maybe jj jj will fill it out and maybe next week we could share what we filled out
1: i've already filled it out i can tell you right now
0: oh okay (laughs) remember what i filled out with
1: so, I mean, um, as far as primary factions in X-Wing, it's kind of a little difficult for me because I play every faction. You know, I make it a point to try to play your faction. So, I tend to fill it out with whatever I'm playing at the moment. So, I put it in as Empire because that's why I've been running as of late. And then my secondary faction for this would have been uh, the the Republic. Um, so, that's those are the two I've been dabbling in as of late. Um, so, what about you guys? course i know you're cis obviously
0: mine was easy cis and scum
2: (laughs) uh it's also incredibly difficult for me because i also make it a point to play everything but i just throw on the republic and the resistance there for first and second just because that's what i've been playing a lot lately
0: and that might all change right
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: (laughs) then it says which three ships do you want to be in X-wing miniature. So uh, obviously, we're going to choose this one. The tie and Dorito. The what? Tie Dorito. Is there a tie Dorito? Where's oh no no, no, oh, no that right the first right? one. Yeah. No. 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 Damn. I think that's so I... I went with. <laughs>
1: it's like I I think about that ship right about like you know how how it would work on the fo and I'm just trying to think of the space that it would take in it and the only thing that I can come up with a comparable like you know role uh for the first order is similar to the tie uh v one uh for the empire how it has like the barons and the inquisitors i mean i, I think that's a good way to introduce force pilots for the first order through that ship.
0: so obviously i want my marauder <clears throat> and i'm gonna go with resistance yeah uh because i think resistance needs more ships personally
1: yeah I I, um, I went with the Resistance B wing because I just love the B wings, but I was actually really torn. I think I I want the TIE Echelon, uh, which is the um, the shuttle mainly because I've seen it so many times at Galaxy's Edge, and I've um, I've always wanted to see like that kind of like a better medium base for the First Order. I think that they would benefit from it. So
2: I think I did the dagger, that gun looking one, and like the fan blade. Is that what that was
0: called? yeah Yeah, that's uh
2: stupid and amazing
0: you they'll never do that one but that's like the Assage ship though right oh yeah fancy so jj when do you i guess i don't know what do i put i don't technically fit in either of these any of these
1: um well i mean i mean for you i would say since the ffg to amg transition at best um, but for me, I've been playing since it first started. Like, I, I remember being, like, one of the first people to play the first course. That's when they're first released. Um, and had a really bad experience. But, you know, here I am, man.
2: <laughs> I did roughly around Force Awakens, because I think that was, like, maybe in a year or so after that. Yeah.
0: How many I, I events didn't... have you intended? Plus your game nights oh well that's every week so we'll just say 42 weeks yeah. out of the year um we're almost halfway a quarter way through the next year so that's 52 oh i hit over 30 there you go
1: uh, Mine's probably closer <clears> between <throat> 20 to 29 mainly because it was a little difficult in online. christ mine's not out. even yeah. close to that
2: yeah you guys are so lucky
1: <laughs> yeah
0: well, and obviously, I pro- like competitive play.
1: Yeah, for me, I, I tend to play competitive play mainly, but if I'm like testing out different lists and stuff, I think I get more more out of that in a semi-competitive environment um, because I'm just testing out the list, so I'm not 100% like trying to be ultra-competitive with it. I'm just trying to feel it out. So I think I get more of those type of games than actual like competitive game.
0: So here's where they say, I don't know what that was. So I think
1: I thought you were censoring yourself for a second.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: great timing on that. (laughs) Um,
0: I don't literally don't know what that was, but that sucked. All right, so how do I feel about the overall between zero and six? So we know it's not zero, and we know it's not six. Four, it's probably four. I enjoy them, but yeah. have but there are a few notable issues.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. That's my sentiment for it. Um, I I definitely do in, enjoy a lot of the um the changes that they made. However, there are some glaring um issues that could be addressed, but it's not a deal breaker for me. So,
0: oh and my god, this server is forever. I, I regret oh. now saying we're going to fill this out on stream.
2: <laughs> it's a solid survey, though. Like, it actually, I, I'd be very interested to see where I am because I am like all over the place where it's just like, how frequently do you play? Almost never.
0: <laughs> I feel how like competitive
2: never are are you? Very. <laughs> well, did are you sure? a really long time. Are you happy with all the changes? Yeah. <laughs> I like them. Yeah. They're all pretty <laughs> much a, like a B. Like, all the objectives to me are like a B or higher you know, like I don't dislike them. Salvage is, it depends yeah. on what I'm playing, but I don't mind Salvage too much. But that's definitely my least favorite out of all of them.
0: What is your favorite scenario? Assault. Assault. By everyone's by everyone's favorite like. scenario is assault. assault. Yeah. What is your least? I think Scramble. Scramble or
1: Salvage. salvage. Nope. Uh, I think Scramble for me. Ooh. I, I want to say Salvage for me. Um. Yeah. Salvage.
0: What is your favorite rules change?
1: Uh, I think the random order after dials. Um, it just really helps reinforce the the building to the full squad points, and not have to worry about the severe underbid like we used to. Um, I mean, I was, I mean, hell, I I could tell you as a person who used to like build like a, with a fifteen mm-hmm. to eleven point bid. Um, I I'm just so used to building out all the way and just like the fully kitted stuff. So I do enjoy random order at the. I think
2: I'm one of the three people that chose the squad building changes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're you're weird. Wolf. I you're love weird. it. I like having even crazier options for just my degenerate jank that I'm going to fly. Yeah. Now everyone gets stupid toys.
0: I love so it. Mine is scenarios, obviously. So. This is. The, I was gonna say I have two that I hate the most. I hate squad building and I hate the bump range zero. But I think the range zero attacks are the worst for me. I agree. I now hate for me belts.
1: for me squad building because there's just so much uh, lack of grinding and that we feel right now in the game that would solve a lot of the issues that we currently have right now. Um, so I, I think that's my biggest gripe. So. Ah, Humbug. I like it.
0: Are you interested in more competitive scenarios? Yes. Jesus Christ.
1: Are you anybody who doesn't put that
0: (laughs) new scenario packs? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I guess. What do you want? New ships? Oh my God! Like that's simple. Give me new ships. Like,
2: yes, agree. New ships. I might have actually put pilots,
0: but you know. Uh, It's close to the same thing. I agree with you on the pilots, but I want new ships. I just want new stuff
2: and pilots are really easy to just, Hey, this is really cool. Hey, this changes this, how you fly this particular ship completely differently. Now that, you know, it's a different pilot kind of thing. I like that.
1: Yeah, I, I do agree with you there like just having extra pilots for those for those ships just helps you give you more options and it keeps it like more fresher that chassis. but at the same point is like I there's so many chassis right now that are struggling to have different options out there um, that only have like four pilots available and really you're only taking maybe you know two of them you know at, at best uh, but really only one pilot for those chassis those chassis need help you know you, you take a look at uh the x1 right it's basically either going to be vader or merrick still and it's that's it like there's hardly any other options out there i mean juno, you juno made now a splash. yeah i know i'm yeah. saying but like juno made a splash and it was nice to have her as an option but we need that more for some of the other stuff right you know uh take a look at the what uh what uble did for the um the the type root you know we need we need more stuff like that, more pilots with very interesting abilities that help bring that, that chassis out of obscurity and help put it on the table more, you know?
2: And Sicko is still one of the, my favorite pilots to play. <laughs> He's so fun. Yeah. Just it's a side slipping lat. Also yeah, it's just going to so rotate it's an arc, you know, it just does whatever it wants. And a broadside people.
1: right i love it it's so good
2: see uh, also like minor problem sometimes when you add new ships you don't really add much like like what happened in the republic where it's like well you have like the clone z's which are like roughly the same to like the v wings but worse Yeah. Or like the hey, Z95s and Skunk, where it's just like I could take this, or I could take like the Seek Interceptor, which is just kind of better.
1: Yeah. If you were to choose a chassis to get new pilots, which one would you pick? Uh whew. I don't know, man. I love them
2: all. <laughs> <laughs> I it's it's hard because like my head goes to scum, then I'm like, but scum has a bunch of stuff. None of it's costed right, but it's got a bunch of cool stuff in there. We go to like, yeah, I don't know. Resistance needs more ships, though. I'll give you that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, resistance definitely needs got like
2: twelve pilots every ship.
1: Yeah, like for me, I would I would love to see more stuff for uh, for the separatists. You know, there, see a couple of more like pilots, name pilots, to make it out there. I know that the identity of the faction is like the droids and stuff like that, but it would be nice to have more options for uh, for some of those chassis, like the Belba Lab, for instance, could use somebody other than Grievous uh, to to really make uh, make you one to the side if you want to. Um, like, pick that over Grievous, and of course, you know, with the right pricing, and you know, just further expand on that or see more fire spray pilots that are not like Django, like, you know, <laughs> and just make it better. Like, I think Aura Singh would have made a bigger splash had it been priced a little bit differently, but you know, it is what it is,
2: or if it had a crew slot because yeah, exactly. Emperor Palpatine on Aura Sing just does not sound fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. To me it does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just double force, do double stress.
0: You do know if, if Aurora had came in at seven points, we'd be running Django, Aurora, Grievous. It just, just so you know, like,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you can make her seven and make Grievous a six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so let's move into our roll call segment. In this segment, we are going to rank some pilots based on a scenario. So we have selected four pilots. We gave Alex the ability to select two tonight. But we are going to rank four different pilots. We decided to do some large base ships and one medium base. We're going to rank Pre Vizla in the gauntlet, Bo Katan in the gauntlet, Poe in the Falcon. And Gideon in the Z shuttle. Z shuttle, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> JJ says ZZF. All right, fair <laughs> enough. So let's go ahead. Let's begin with Pre And in the past, what we used to do is we used to rank pilots between an S and an F. S obviously is the highest ranking. Basically would mean it's an auto include um, in every list in that faction. And obviously F tier would mean, um, Torkel mucks. Uh, that's kind of how oh. I see that someone. So, um, anyway, so we're going to start with pre the leader of death watch. While you perform an attack, if the defender's initiative is equal to or greater than yours, you may spend two charges to roll one additional die. Now it will immediately say it is a pain in the ass to remember that equal to or greater than yours. <laughs> Um, because you cannot shoot Finn with five dice. Just remember <laughs> that. You shoot BV8 though. You can yeah, you can shoot. BV8. <laughs> he's
2: a better pilot.
0: Yeah. No. That he's higher initiative. All right. Well. <laughs> all right. So let's begin with CIS and preVisla. So I'll go ahead and I'll start. With Previsla for Assault, he's very, very, very good. Um, Has the ability to stop. I give him an A. Um, To me, he fits very well into that. I think Assault, again, is probably one of the easiest (laughs) things to ring things in. Um, He still gets all his actions. He could do his stop, turn, rotate. He could collect three points, two turns in a row, and you aren't going to murder him very much. Chance, I easily give him a C. I do not think he does very well on chance. He gives up half points and with only two shields, it makes it very easy to get a whole breach and then watch him just mur- be murdered away. Um, salvage. I would give him a B in. I do think he actually can do some things, um, to counteract and deter people from knocking that crate off. um, you don't do barrel rolls or boosts, so I you you could do almost anything you want with pretty um, Typically with Scramble, um, I give him a C. I don't think he's very good in Scramble at all. He's your I want to murder things ship, not your let's take an action. He's also low initiative. Um, so the issue I have is you can take it. Somebody takes it back, especially if you're a Jedi. The only thing you did is tell the Jedi you can't have a target lock and a focus or a focus and a barrel roll or a focus and a boost. That's all you did. So, who's next?
1: Um, I mean just to just to contend on 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 scramble, I would give him just a slightly higher um a slightly higher rating for scramble, um, mainly because he does have enough loadout to equip um, passive mods, uh, namely Bo-Katan crew, uh, which gives them that range zero re-roll. Um, I've i I've flown uh, pre vizla quite exclusively for CIS for a while, and just having that range zero, like setting yourself up to grab a scramble action and then block another ship that's coming in and still have that passive mod, that re-roll range zero, makes pre pretty good um, to to have that shot and still deny your opponent that action if you can set it up correctly. Granted, he doesn't have the best way to pursue other uh, like a ship that he wants to take off the board, Um, but he can still take up a lot of space and you can set up a block easily uh, with that large base there. So I I would give him a B. He's not going to be the best. Again, initiative three, but that also initiative matches a lot of droids that are with CIS and that helps you kind of manage how you want to Uh, do those activations on there so it just really depends on your list but I think he's rated a little bit higher for for Scramble
0: so you're saying the exact same as me except for Scramble's a B
1: yeah everything else I agree with you is just Scramble for me I would rate it as a B
0: right, Alex (sighs) okay
1: I
2: would probably say actually I would give it an A for Assault Mostly because it's a large base with the ability to stop and more importantly the ability to take like just crew like that will like will give you bass and mods if you do like the swivel right you can have savage on there which is really good or um yeah like like JJ was saying like Poketon's pretty nice you can even put like the the death watch commandos on there and that doesn't necessarily help for assault, but like just the the flexibility and loadout I think helps it to both well, occupy a place and also be able to stop and kind of mess with everything. Uh I would give it a C for chance. You know it's still a gauntlet. It's kind of a hit or miss. Uh, can hit really hard though. For salvage, I think I'd just give it a C. You can pick up a crate, but it's still like, two agility. I mean, if you rotate, there's one agility, and that you can get popped off. And as much as I see people put marksmanship on previsla, that's more of you had one point left over. Exactly. <laughs> doing anything <laughs> useful with it. <laughs> so <laughs> That's exactly right, yeah. It, it exists, <laughs> it's just that's more of a fault of a really wacky loadout point there. Yeah. Uh, For Scramble, I think I would actually give it a C as well. Just um, like you can hold a spot, like, and you can block pretty well, but also you are still a three. And if you're going for, like, maybe one of the corner scrambles, then you're out of the fight, and that's not where Previzla wants to be. So, like, just kind of in my head. So you have to, like, set up Scramble pretty weird with it, and then. Your opponent has to help you out with that. So yeah.
0: <clears throat> All right. So overall it comes in between C and a C C plus, essentially. All right. Let's do the next one. Bo Katan in Republic. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may gain one deplete token. To choose an object object in your front arc at range one to two. If you do, another friendly ship may perform a target lock action on that I, i'll perform a target action that's dumb
1: target lock action yes
0: <laughs> to lock that object that's just the stupidest wording i've ever heard of i guess i've that's never right. fully read that wording before
1: yeah yeah it, it's um it's just one of those things that they did didn't write out you know correctly but um but boca ten for me is actually a very underrated uh like gauntlet now it does get looked over a lot mainly because of its point cost it is a, a seven point ship that has 20 loadout points um, but because you want to usually fill out your 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 list with a lot more beefier cheaper ships um you tend to overlook the cost uh or you tend to look at her cost and you can easily put in uh, a four point and a three point ship that have uh, almost the same amount of health, and put them into your lifts. So that's why we don't see Book of Ten as much on there. Now, as far as what she does in in the um, in the different scenarios in assaults, she got today. She has access to Mandalorian optics, which can al- allow her to get that lock early and provide that lock to another friendly ship, um, giving uh, basically making that offense a lot better. Um, you can equip her out with um, with Clo crew, uh, being able to get a a. a per- purple reinforce and then taking off uh like negative tokens at the end um for an enemy or a friendly ship that's in the side arcs um and then you got that large base which can contest two different objectives if you keep them close together three if you're really good at it and bo-katan at initiative four can uh get in pretty good shots in there for um for what she can do on there Um, Being able to carry three different crew and a gunner with 20 points, you can definitely get a lot of different combinations between the different clone stuff. So she is a powerhouse and can self-sustain very easily on there. So definitely an A on there. Enchants engagement, again... Having those high initiative, or sorry, having those high loadout points allowing her to get better versions of her action, especially the reinforce, allows her to retain her um, her points very well, and she can basically power up everybody else around her, especially if you have ordinance carriers, and you can deal a lot of damage that way to, um, to try to get half points on your opponent. Um, meanwhile, it's a lot harder for them to do the same to you. So for her... Um, the initiative kind of kills it a little bit and her points cost. So I'm going to give her a B minus for it, but she's still you can't at least you could
0: have a B or a C, JJ. We're not doing All minus, right.
1: we'll do B. I'll be generous and sense. I'll give her a B. I, I don't want to give her a C, but at the same time, I don't feel she like deserves a B. But I'll give her the benefit of doubt and give her a B for it. Uh, for salvage, no, not the best. Um, sure, you can equip her out with a lot of passive mods on it um but because of her cost you're less likely to have a lot of other ships that can pick up the slack for um for her her not being able to do that um having two agility on there also pretty easy to uh fall prey to the darth vaders or the marksman ships or pro, proton torpedo ships on there so i wouldn't give her the best rating for that i think she actually shouldn't shines the least in this particular objective i'm actually going to give her a c for this one here um uh, for scramble um i think probably good a large base being able to get ahead block opponents and still provide target locks to your friendlies so that way they can punish those ships that are blocked um definitely worth it on there i'm going to get a for uh for scramble
0: Sounds like you should be running Republic, JJ. It's
2: oh, please it was JJ, out of a... play Bo Katan.
0: <laughs>
2: please, I will play you every game if you're going to play Bo Katan. All right, Alex. Uh, hmm. Okay, well, we're going to go with the caveat of why are you taking the ship instead of 7B Anakin? Or like. <laughs> Contrail, like a four point ship, or however you want to do that, but regardless, (laughs) so wolf
1: contrail, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Jag, man, Jag contrail, get that, get that going. Um, so assault, I'll give her a B, him, her, her, yes, I'll give her a B because she's still a gauntlet, which is a large base that can stop and pivot. And you can put passive mods on her, but she gimps her own offense. Unlike Previsla, which is why Previsla is an A. Uh, for Chance, I'll uh, give her a C. I just don't think that the only kind of cool thing you can do with her is that she has two missile slots, so you can put on like Diamond Boron. So that's actually kind of cool for like assault or chance. Uh but yeah uh, in my experience when I play Guns Gauntlets, they generally die really fast. I'm not sure if that's just because I played a lot of Rook and Rook is like straining himself or is it like I don't know. So uh salvage. I put a C just because uh you're not good at carrying, I'm like, you're okay carrying crates, I guess. You do have two agility, you could probably, you could put a force on there. Uh, But uh, you're not good at knocking crates off. And scramble, I'd put at a C because you are, like, an initiative four. Uh, I mean, you can put on like, like Ahsoka gunner is actually kind of funny because you can both pass a target lock and also give them a red focus token and then have them move. So you can like set up munitions pretty well. So you don't like need an action per se to like coordinate for something like that. Uh, but I don't, I don't like this ship. I don't like specifically Republic focus It's such a garbage ability for everyone. Like you don't need that in, the Republic people can just take locks, they have the force. You have synchronized council inside the faction itself. You don't need to gimp your ship to, to give other people locks. That's just my
0: opinion. I don't I don't like this ship at all. <clears throat> all right, fair enough. So in my rating, we're gonna skip the assault for a second and we're gonna go to chance. I'm actually gonna give her a B in chance and I would give her an A if she had better fire output that she yeah. doesn't have. Yeah. Um, and I, I gotta say, the reason I give her a B in chance is for the pure fact that she could take C-3PO crew. That's why. If you did not have C-3PO crew, and I will say I have this... The problem with this ship is that it takes up so many points, there's not a lot of offense, but it can tank points. So this this ship, even in... Um, Chance is still very good at, at hoarding points, but it's all because of the C3PO BS. Without C3PO, you're not, yeah, yeah. it doesn't work. It would be really cool if she could take a Discord missile, but they don't exist in Republic. But that would have been really cool because you could get to calculate, you get the missile slot extra, you could take it, you, you could use it to shoot a discord missile you can do chaff missiles if that makes you feel any better it doesn't but (laughs) (laughs) but yes i mean that would be cool but not as cool as a discord um so I, i i feel in chance i i will actually say in chance that's in my opinion her best scenario um i would in salvage i would actually i don't know like i i would say in salvage i still give her I would give her a C because she's still the problem again. The problem is the offensive output comparatively inside of this faction. Right. In this faction, it's not maneuverable. There is so many other options. I would say she would be a D. Um, but in Salvage, I have to give her that C because she could she still has that C three PO crap and can still, you know, live and help maintain that crate longer than you would think she could. Yeah. Um, personally. For so, scramble. Uh, quick- Quick
1: note for that. You can actually put C3PO with Yoda. So you have two calculates and two force. All
0: right. Well, I did not know that. I don't think <laughs> that's good,
1: but
2: maybe what it is. You, what do you do when you roll blanks? You, you just re-roll it
1: with C3PO. Hmm. <laughs> Dedicated.
2: <laughs>
0: I give her a D. Dedicated,
2: I think,
1: yeah.
0: I think she's awful in scramble. Um, like you, you you have no firepower, and you don't have the, you have to spend 10 to 12 force point or 12 to 10 of her loadout to get for that force. And then you want the C3PO, right? So then you have to spend that money on C3PO. And now you're, you're, you're between 16 and 18 loadout or 20 if you take Yoda crew. So like, I think if, if she, if she had, let's say she had like, I don't know, 30 loadout, this changes things. Or if she was six points to kind of compete with a lat and kept the same loadout at six points, I would rank her a tiny bit higher. Um, Just for the pure fact that I do think while she doesn't provide the reroll support, she could provide a tank. And you're right, we could see, like, because I think you could run C-3PO, you could run Mando Optics, right? And then you could run some sort of a missile and have a few points left over. Why is Betty open? (laughs) did you open betting jj no
1: i didn't but that's hilarious all right
0: anyway um for assault i give her a c the only thing the only damn it stop it deslin the only thing that in my opinion i value there is the fact that she's the big base that's it She, she doesn't have contraband she can't stop twice like it's not like any other thing she can't take Baby Yoda, like, there's just no—I don't know. There's just nothing. I'm not very high on that ship either, Alex. So, I—I—I I, I know Corey is. Corey loves that ship, but the, the Republic specifically, specifically.
2: katan Republic is. Yes.
0: He was running that like all the time. And again, like I said, if you if you play the cards right, and you try to invest your time killing Bo, you lose. <laughs> like you. Do not win because Bo does not want to die. But she also doesn't put out like a shit ton of offensive output either. Um, I don't know. So there is my, that's kind of our rankings. JJ really loves Bo. So I think JJ should have to solely. Actually, you need to change your faction in Nickel City and run um, Republic. That's your new faction.
1: (laughs) Dude, a B minus is not love. It's appreciate Bo.
0: No, okay. Um. So I think our overall ranking comes in. I don't know. What does that come in at?
1: That's a C. Yeah, it's, a, it's at a C.
0: All right. So let's move on to the next one. The next one that we have. is going to be poe dameron (laughs) oh my god he is seven points with 25 loadout somehow more than bo katan has at the same points level
2: (laughs) with two better abilities yeah
0: uh before you execute a maneuver you may spend one energy if you do ignore obstacles after you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend two energy to perform a white boost action or a red barrel roll action. Then, if you perform a red barrel roll, expose the damage card, if able. Not. You can only do this if you have a damage card. No. Why would you want balance?
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: I love this card. Anyway. So, Alex, we will let you go first probably since juice okay
2: i am going with as for assault because he has a free large base i6 boost every other turn you could also sloop and boost you're also still large base like you are there's no other ship that is faster than you in this game add your large base you can be wherever you want you and can go through your obstacles <laughs> Go through obstacles to get to the assault place. Who cares? Whatever. You have an ability. Uh chance. I'll give him an A. This is mostly from experience because people are either like, I can't invest all this time into trying to kill this Poe that I'm never gonna catch up with. So I'm not gonna bother shooting him. Or oh god, he hits really hard because he has Ray Crew. Or, well, I did some damage to him, but now he ran away to the other half of the board, and I have to go through four other ships to get to him. And he's also only seven points, so when you half him, you give up three, which really is not okay. Um, For salvage, <laughs> like, I think I just... I would give him a C. I don't run him with, like, Chewbacca for, like, the native crits in there. And you... <laughs> You can pick up a crate and then just keep plowing through asteroids the whole time. But a really big part of Falcon Poe is that he boosts. If he's stressed, you still have engine upgrade, you can continue boosting. For zero repercussions, or every other turn he boosts. And he also barrel rolls. You can do both. You can barrel roll and boost, which I've done plenty of times. It's not okay. But uh, you'd never pick up a crate with him. Yeah. And for Scramble, I would give him an S tier because one, he can large-based I-6 boost to get to the Scramble point and two, your I-6 and three, you have Ray Gunner. Like, you have all the mods you need and the ability to get there at the highest initiative level. It's, it's really silly. I love this ship. It's, it's like what... My buddy, Matt, co-host, listened to the Best of Bench Wars podcast. He said this is exactly what he wanted a Han to be in the Falcon. And I can kind of see where he's coming from with that.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: That's my gosh.
0: All right. So I'll go with mine. I would also agree he's an S for assault. No need to harp on that um, piece of it. I would... I don't know. I, I don't though I don't agree, I would actually give him a B in chance. Personally, I feel that he is good in chance, but and you you are right, you're only giving up three points. But you can kill Poe if you focus fire on him. Um and yes, he can run away, but he's still a big base. So he can only run so fast. So if I if I force you, if I half point you and force your Poe to stop engaging with me, I whatever. I don't care. I just took out a ship that does insane amounts of damage <laughs> like and it ran away. Um so I do I I don't think that they live forever. I do do genuinely enjoy him in chance. Um but on the opposite side I think in salvage I give him a B as well. And it's not because um he doesn't he picks up the crate and carries it himself cuz he sure as <laughs> hell does not want a crate ever ever in his life does that falcon want a crate? But it's essentially because it enables him to work with whatever ship does pick up those crates, right? So it is a ship picking up another crate, and it, it's not him knocking off the crate as much as it just is him murdering ships. So you shoot at him, he notorious is you. If you don't take notorious, then he's doing weird, crazy maneuvers and always getting a shot on. Him. His ti- pose time on target should always be almost 100%. And the only time I ever would deviate is like in chance. Like in chance, you may have to run a little bit. Other than that, post should have one hundred percent time time on target. Um, and I agree with you for scramble. I I agree. It, it to me, it's S here in scramble as well. Um, because you don't care, and and you're it, It's the same as like Django. You you have a force crew. You can do whatever you want. You're an I six. You have reposition. And all sorts of crazy. You can actually, he's probably better than Django because he can reposition and scramble.
2: The boost, too, yeah. like a large base boost that covers so much ground.
0: Yeah. So disgusting. JJ. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And assault um just being able to have that big base in there and have the passive mods. Uh his his um his loadout definitely allows him to get consistent dice on offense while being able to contest objectives. Um he's definitely an S-tier on there. Uh for chance engagement. Uh I'm a little torn actually. Um, I actually, and, and this is just from my experience, obviously. On paper, Poe is really great. You know, he has all those loadout points and is really fast. The The only problem that happens with Poe is the psychology of, you know, if I'm getting hit too much or I'm getting engaged too much, I'm going to run. And I can't tell you how many times that I can force the feint. That I'm going to go into Poe really hard. They run away, and now they're beyond range two of the center, and I've turned in all of my ships to take out the rest of the ships that are in there. I've actually had the most amount of two-point contest. Um, Contesting I are mean, getting the two points in the center for chance engagement versus Poe list because they do just that. They'll run away from the center because they feel that if they stay in there, the rest of my forces are going to go in there and severely damage Poe. Or they stay into the fray and it actually happens. So um because of that, that that thing there, I'm, I'm gonna give him a B um, because I feel that he he's not the best. He's either gonna stay and, and die, or he's gonna run away and not contest the center, which is big. Uh, for salvage, definitely agree. See, um, if it turns off his ability, he loses that panache that he has to get away and still hit very hard. That being said, on offense wise, um, especially if you have Notorious or Trick Shot, that just improves his offense, or you know helps the rest of the list's offense to go in and knock out those crate carriers. Um, so but beyond that he doesn't want to carry a crate so it's going to be a c for that one uh, for scramble definitely i i think s tier as well um just again that loadout helping him out at i6 being able to contest that um con- uh, like scramble and objective and still have passive mods to still get consistent dice and attacks with his ship um even if he's bumped still really great i think that he's uh he's definitely s tier
0: Right, still comes in and an average of an A. Yeah. So the last one here is Gideon Hask, Merciless Hardliner. That's a stupid title. (laughs) Um while you know that a difficult man. No, Poe is a difficult (laughs) man, though. While you or a friendly small ship at range zero to two perform a primary attack against a damaged defender, if the attacker Rolled two or fewer attack dice, it may gain one strain token to roll one additional attack. That seems pretty good, Alex. Do you want first dibs on this one too? Since this was your other one, sure. Um,
2: I really like Gideon a lot in this shuttle. But it's not like he's doing, like, all of it by himself. He's mostly just this really incredible support you because you just staple, like, Terax onto him. And then he's either passing out, calculates, and jams. Uh, you know, biohacks. He's got two tech slots, so you do, like, biohacks and, like, maybe, like, pattern analyzer if you wanted to. Um, I like the fact that he can coordinate Oh, man, just like uh, he has got two talent slots, so you can do like elusive and proud tradition and then do like a stop, right? So you get a reroll and your focus back. And he can kind of turn other FOs that aren't Scorch and DT into Scorch and DT after they roll. The timing on that's kind of silly. I don't know why they do it that way. But you roll two dice, see if you like it or not, and then roll another one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like scum for where you like see their dice or you see your dice before. Um, That being said, in assault, I would give him a B. He's a medium base, which is very nice. Um, I mean, it's not like it's hard to get around him. He does have a stop, though, and that's pretty good. He's just really like he's not your main like he might actually just be your main assault getter. I don't know. I'm going to go with B because I'm confused now. Um, Chance, I'll give him a B. Um, He, you know, is for some reason only four points. So you have him, you get two. He does have two agility, seven health. Uh, He does strain himself a lot though, but mostly just the the support that he's giving really helps out the rest of your ships in Chance. and salvage uh you know I'll give him a B too. like he can pick up a crate he's a 4 so it's like just low enough that he might actually get there uh to agility mostly he can just pass out jam tokens with terrix or just jam with himself and i think that helps out a lot for like dice mods like you can't get target locks to re-roll into a crit kind of stuff and I guess it's kind of funny if you have proud tradition someone could take the crit and knock the crate off themselves that's an option they can do I guess and scramble <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a C although he doesn't like necessarily need all of his actions he's still a 4 and he's kind of a lumbering medium base
0: alright JJ
1: um, so I've I've flown Gideon has quite a bit back when I was using him with uh, four FOs mm-hmm. with snapshot. Um, it was a very fun list uh, because you can potentially just get the damage defender uh, right from the snapshots and then roll with you know three dice. Um, Gideon really really depends on on the rest of the list that you bring on there um he's not going to be that ship that's going to attack very hard he's just going to enable everybody else to do it um at initiative four he does an initiative match with a lot of the good uh, pilots that we see in the first order that happen to be initiative four or higher as well um so he can um can can really boost their offense there for it um, being a medium base, really good at assault, just being able to just get in there and just contest stuff, he's not necessarily going to be there to do damage, although he could potentially do that, because uh, his ability does affect himself, uh, but being having access to Terex, having access to the Jam, um, having access to, um, to proud Tradition, he can stay put in those locations and really help just contribute to, to the fight, just by being in a spot and helping contest those objectives, while the rest of the has to move in and out of that engagement spot. And CAS can just be that that plug you know, for that area there. Um, so I'll give them a B for that one there. For chance engagement, uh, a little harder because... Uh, for chance your health is your resource and by giving yourself strain you're allowing your opponent to get that potential more than likely extra health damage um, on your friendlies um, especially if they're getting shot at from lower initiative ships Um, so he kind of makes it easier for your ships to get half pointed um, especially if he uses the ability on himself so i'm actually going to give him a c Um, despite his support abilities just his ability to give strain makes it easier for your opponents to get that strain on them Mm -hmm um he's also the dial just doesn't help him keep time on target either um for salvage mission i want to give him a c um mainly because while yes you can use his action to go in there to uh take a take a a crate and go Um, He's not going to hang on to it very well. Um, He's not going to be able to get away with it. And if he puts himself out of the way to go grab uh, one of those crates, it's going to be hard for him to get back into the fight. Again, just having difficulty getting that time on target is tough. Not being able to rotate or do K-turns or anything like that. Um, It's hard for Gideon to really be an effective force uh, while carrying a crate on there. Um, so for that i think i'm going to give him a c for that scramble um kind of the same thing although there's you're not really carrying a crate you could just sacrifice one of your actions um, i think this is where his loadout points does become an asset for us for him uh being able to have just passive mods with agent terex um i think he does a little bit better in this scenario because he doesn't have to focus on just keeping um keeping a crate and like Gaining points that way Um, he could just help block the path for somebody else to claim that objective and uh, and just perform jams to to make sure that other enemy ships don't have tokens to support themselves for it. So for this is a little bit higher for me. I'll give him a B for that uh, scenario for Scrabble.
0: All right. So I, I guess I don't know. To me, an assault, it's a B. It's very simple. He's there. He could be there. He doesn't obviously need his actions per se. Um, I don't think he particularly excels at there, but I also don't think he's that bad. Um, For Chance, I'd say a B as well. Um, I don't think in Chance he has um, any real big downside if you invest your time in him. Killing him, good for you. Um, Also, he doesn't need to take strain. He doesn't have to do it we've watched him never do it for how many times and still live <clears throat> so I I have a hard time saying he's not decent at chance um I will say salvage is kind of the same thing um really to me and salvage is the B as well uh just because you, could, you you kind of want to pick up a crate because then it forces people to shoot it Right. And if they're not shooting at him, he's taking Tarex. He could get his calculate. You have the ability to be an all around support for the rest of your team. Plus, you got a crate. You know, I, I don't. Um, you're not boosting or barrel rolling, and you could stop now. Back in the day when you couldn't stop, then sure, you know, that was a different thing. Um, I will say for Scramble, I don't like him in Scramble at all. You don't almost ever want to take the Scramble action. Um, And you can't coordinate a scramble action. Um, So that's kind of where I kind of feel he filters out at. So he's between a C plus and a B minus-ish for that. Okay. All right. So those are our roll call pilot ranking by scenario of the week. So I think what we're going to get into now... Um, the the piece that we have left tonight that I want to talk about is for our Academy 101 portion of the show. We've been covering List Archetype. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a deep dive here in just a second. So with that being said, we are looking to start to wrap up our list art type analysis series. And essentially what we did is we spent the first one defining it, defining it, the second, third and third ones, essentially defining each of the different faction or each of the different types, and then giving them a ranking kind of like we did with the pilots uh, based on the factions. Our goal was to review each archetype that we believe is in X-Wing miniatures, dissect, strengths and weaknesses, define building blocks, review scenario actions, and then the very last thing we wanted to do is break down each archetype, looking at it, at what lists belong to it, whether or not these lists can cross different archetypes, if there's some versatility here, and then kind of um, look at each of the different lists from there. So we have six archetypes that we defined plus a seven um, dual class list which essentially we don't really have to do anything with because if we define this as a dual class, we know a list belongs to it. So for this, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at different archetypes. We're going to be taking each different one. I don't know how long this is going to take. I don't know if this is a quick, easy kill or if this is going to take us like a whole episode. I have no idea. Um, But I felt what I wanted to do is kind of talk a little bit about, you know, like each of the different archetypes, like what lists we could build with that. We could kind of build some lists on the fly. I felt that it was same somewhat silly to build them ahead of time, but we could do that. And then I kind of wanted to talk about counteracting some of these lists. Right. You know, so we talked a little bit about how well they excel, what they can do to, you know, win those scenarios, but we didn't talk about exactly counteracting them for that. And, we also just kind of want to talk about, you know, how do we want to rate this within there? So is there anything I'm missing, guys, that you want to cover with this before we get into our beef squad?
1: Um, no, I think we're, we're good to go.
0: All right. So essentially, if we go back, these are what our averages came out. So what we did is we did all this ranking here, right? Uh, for each of the different types, Alex gave me a lot of shit on certain types that he didn't agree <laughs> that we should be ranking. Um, so we'll save that one for last. Um, but here's kind of what our average scores came out to be. So we have Aces, Alpha, Beef, Control, Salad, and Swarms. And essentially, our total between our total and average rank, Aces came in lower, the lowest out of all of them. Everything else came in <laughs> around a B. So, um, the two highest rated ones were the salad and the swarm, which I found very interesting that the swarms came in that high. Um, yeah, me too. And maybe it's just because I was very down on swarms when 2.5 first started. Uh, I don't know. So what I felt we would do now is let's take the beef list, right? Let's take that beef and let's talk about it in this context, right? And so the first thing we want to do is we define beef as similar to ace list. Basically, it's consisting of medium and large base ships mainly. Um, you have high value loadout. You can maximize um, your efficiency with mods on objectives and engagement. And you have enough health that typically you don't see one ship go down in a round. So, for example, if you can one round jag, good for you that's that's pretty hard to do but if you can do it maybe it's not designed to be in a beef list
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no definitely um definitely uh the the beef list that comes to mind is definitely that siege of coruscant list uh from the republic uh having both of those arcs as well as uh contrail and kickback and then a z95 usually stub um on there that is uh quintessential beef especially for the republic
0: all right, so hold on. Let's go. Let's go back. So you're saying Jag and Wolf?
1: Yeah, Jag Wolf, uh kickback in the torrent, uh, click in the V-wing, contrail in the V-wing, and stop What is a shield upgrade.
0: So all the SLC stuff.
1: Yeah, the only thing and that SLC is is stub. That's it.
0: Well, can we consider him SLC? I mean.
1: <laughs> no, we doesn't have the ability. That's important.
0: All right, so Alex, do you mm-hmm. feel this is a beef list? Um,
2: just given like the defensive options you have between like the evade you're giving people a kickback and clicks ability, um. And then the the yeah, the s o c focus stuff, like it's pretty beefy. It's gonna be hard to alpha a arc off the board. It's not impossible, but it gets real hard when you have four other people sharing focus tokens with him, and then one other guy giving an evade so it, it's just like, um, in this particular list, you can't really just focus fire on things, and that's kind of what I think is good about like beef like when you approach a beef list uh, you know especially if you have like an alpha list but like if you want to focus fire or something you want to get it out of the way and beef list is just it's just too much of a it's just it, it's, they live too long in order for you to like go in there swinging and expect to like get advantage out of it you know
1: yeah the, see, for me, this particular list, right, um, mainly because I, I played this a lot in my locals, or, or rather, I played against this a lot in my locals here. Um, the, main, the main part of this list here is it covers, especially those two arc 170s, they can cover a lot of ground with their medium bases. They have a wide enough arc where they can get shots on the same target usually. Um, and be able to and uh, to get good shots on them after they've basically tanked the shots that they've received in kind. Uh, being able to have Click as well to help it survive those range 1 attacks and uh, return a range 1 attack um, with mods back at them makes them very powerful to take down ships. Um, or even using it at range 3, Click's ability being able to negate that range 3 bonus allows them to still attack pretty well um, at a distance if you decide to try to like, be cagey and try to like get around the list. Um, the list has a lot of different tools to um, to stay into the fight and claim those objectives and despite its um... D- despite the amount of ships that you can go in there and be offensive, it's actually very good at keeping objectives uh, between salvage, between scramble, between uh, chance engagement. Just its ability to stay in the in the in the match um, and just cont- uh, contesting those objectives, making you dance around them where they're going, makes that list effective because it can just stay in the fray and be a threat the entire time. Um, so that's that's what makes this list a, a very good beef list.
0: All right so it seems to check all the boxes do we feel that this list ma- matches any other
1: archetype Um it could be a, it could also It's not it could
0: be it's a yes or a no like do you feel like I want to say not? yes yes okay. it
1: could be it could be uh counted as a salad list because you do have four different chassis on the on the in the uh in the list um, that can fill different options uh, for you, especially if you're looking to spread out a bit and um, and contest several objectives. Um, and each one of them has their own role uh, for for what they can do on the list there. So they can blend between the two um, the two archetypes.
0: Do you agree, Alex?
2: Um, the- Yes, but I also feel like it doesn't play like a salad list like, that we would normally like consider. It's just kind of like there, there's not a lot of difference between like torrents and like Z95s, you know? So it's <laughs> <laughs> they do different things, but they kind of don't.
0: Yeah. So if we go back and look at our salad list though, and see this is where the difference between the beef and a salad list, right? So a beef list has that staying power but not super ultra offensive. That's what this list does. This list does not kill things an insane amount, right? Like you're not going in and just insanely murdering everything you come across, Um, especially because you're spending most of your mods to live, which is fine because that's what you want to do, right? Like you want to live. Um, The salad list would have different initiatives. These, These initiatives seem pretty similar to me. For the most part, they're fours and fives. Um, you do have Jag at three, so Jag is a little a little different. Stubs um, at three, too. Yeah. All right, Stubbs at so. three. So, but you're you're not a ton of different. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Alex, is it's the difficulty to fly. Most of these ships are flying very close to identical versus not. Most of them fly because you have to fly them in a specific pattern to get the stuff off you want. I think the big thing here is it does not excel at any one objective, but not particularly weak. This list is weak at some objectives. If we were to take this list, it probably does very well at assault to some extent. If you get the assault objectives close enough together, (laughs) but once you start, if they're super far apart, it's going to have a really hard time. Um, This list does very well in chance engagement because there's, it's worth nothing, but does it really do well with scramble and, and you know, um and salvage. And that's that's kind of the bigger key, I think, is the fact that it does it does sacrifice stuff in whereas the salad list would not. Um so we're gonna go and classify this list as specifically beef. Okay. Now we gotta talk about countering the list. What are counters? To this list
1: um well i think um alpha strikes are a very good counter for this particular list here now i say that with the caveat that the person running the alpha strike on this has to range control very very well typically you want to focus fire on a single ship um so that way you you can run the minimal risk of any return shots coming back into you now you take a look at like some of the alpha strike lists like the proton torpedo carriers from the rebellion that can shoot multiple proton torpedoes at initiative five or initiative six that helps them get that damage in there early despite the token sharing that this particular list has and be able to eliminate those ships on there um that's the the hard counter i would say for this particular list is you know if you're able to chew through that that health um you know especially against the ARC 170s that only have one health, that's it. That's where this list begins to fall apart. Um, the other part of it, too, is that um, being able to knock out the defensive pieces early um, for the beef list helps reduce its ability to maintain its health. Now, on this particular list, you'd look at at, uh, at click, being able to deny the range one bonuses, um, or if you take a look at, um, at kickback, being able to provide those evades tokens uh to to the friendlies um that's those are two of the biggest linchpins for this particular beef list that help it um stay alive for a long time um so yeah i, I would definitely say an alpha strike list would be the the preferred way to take this out
2: i am so on the opposite of that <laughs> all right i actually think they're a hard counter to alpha strike lists that's how opposite i am okay I just think, I mean, yes, you can kind of range control it, but also you can just not joust the, you know, the the alpha strike list. Like, I, it just seems like that the whole point of alpha strike is that they might not have a lot of great defense, but like you are taking things off the board before they can shoot at you. And then a beef list, you are. They have the staying power. They have the. They're not getting taken off the board, so it kind of thwarts whatever Alpha Strike's doing. And then, and then generally, you just have enough consistent shots coming back at them that it starts you start outpacing them in their advantage. I'm not gonna say it's gonna go one way or another, but like the whole point of the Alpha is that you have to get them out early. They're like a like an agro, like deck in any like card game that you do. So if someone's like playing stall. You're just kind of run out of gas by the time that you uh, you should have already won, kind of thing. Okay.
0: okay. So, do you agree though that Kickback and and Click are kind of the linchpins of starting to dismantle this list?
2: Uh, I mean, you want to kill Click, that's fine, but like Click's never in the fight. Um, honestly, I think if you just go after an Arc first, that's probably your best bet. Even if they have you know a Focus and an Evade, they're still want agility. So if you have consistent two and three die attacks that you'll eventually wear them down and the bulk of the offense is coming from those two ships because uh, they're the only three three uh, red die ships. I mean, you got like the Diamond War on missiles or whatever, but then he doesn't have an evade.
0: So I I actually agree with JJ that kickback and click are kind of linchpins to some extent. Though I do agree with you, your target. If if you can if you can kill an arc, and I think this kind of depends on what type of list you have, right? If you could kill an arc, so if you're an alpha strike list, you you want to kill it. You want to kill an arc. You want to kill Jag. Actually, you don't want to kill Wolf as much as you want to kill Jag, because fucking Jag is going to always have a target lock. No matter what you do, Jag is going to have a target, and Jag is going to burn your FTC. By the way when you don't want him to more than somebody like that's what's the most infuriating thing about flying against this list is that list will come at you jag doesn't take the target lock he takes a focus and oh by the way somebody else shoots and then pops your fpc and then you're just screwed either which way doesn't matter what you do um so anyway (laughs) i do i actually so for an alpha strike list i think it is i think a control list personally does very well against this. Um, and I say anything with jam, like Nightfall. <laughs> jam works very, very well in this list, as well as bombs. You drop bombs, you're going to start killing these ships. Um, Contrail will drop an ion bomb if Contrail is far enough away and Contrail's in the back. But like Contrail's not going to be in the center dropping a bomb. That's where, actually, I would always argue that Though the SoC is great, I would switch this list up and get rid of the SOC contrail. So I could either take protons or seismics because that would make him so much better, just personally. Um anyway, but I think control lists are the true or the bigger weaknesses to this list. Um and then Alpha Strike lists would be kind of after that. If you can murder the ships you have to be able to take a ship off the board every turn though and that's how you can start scoring your points because these ships are going to score points um like i said in assault the this 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 list is amazing and then chance this list is amazing just super good just because you don't care what points you give up with this list i mean if you have point contrail you get one point that's it you Half point
2: most of those ships, you get one
0: point off of <laughs> it. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And kickback has that extra uh, health, plus diamond boron, plus it's an i five. but I feel controlless are probably the biggest. Click has the I extra health still. too. Yeah, click has the extra health too. Yep, It has three out, if you three put freaking shields. Shield Great on
2: stab. You you up three ships half health ratios, and that's yeah. that's
1: dirty. Yeah, it is. Sorry. No, you're fine now. Now, the uh, the other list, I think that we should mention on here, that's a very popular beef list is in scum, Um, namely Boba Fett, Kanan plus company. Um, I mean, you can do another fire spray. You can do a gauntlet. Uh, Usually you see it with Rook. That is a list that we've seen when one of the galaxy events. Um, that is a, a very popular art type um, run in in Scum, um, and I would absolutely consider it a beef list. Um, so essentially, um, your heavy hitter here is always Boba Fett and the Fire Spray, uh, just being able to get those passive mods um, at range zero to one um, whenever he's performing the attack. Kane and Jarrus usually with a Force user uh, or uh, Force crew rather, uh, namely Maul is probably the most popular option, uh, being able to reduce the attack dice uh, for your your friendlies, um, helping you keep alive. And then your sh- third ship can be whichever big version you want. It could be Rook cast, which is really good on offense. It could be another Fire Spray, um, or um, or you can put it in Dengar if you really want more um, more of a higher initiative uh, ship that can really punish really hard. And, um, and basically pick your poison on there. Um, I would think that this is probably the the most common beef list that we see from Scum.
0: Alright, so you think this is a beef list, and is it just because of Kanan? Is that like yeah. your main major... Kanan,
1: Kanan and the passive ability of Boba to constantly reroll on defense.
0: I think it's, this is definitely not like a traditional beef list. I feel like a
2: like plays as a beefless though, because you have like the gauntlets eleven health, and then Cain. It's mostly just it's mostly gaining and and then, like you said, you know the the Boba Fett re and like the just having force enough to to continue living and being a pain. Yeah.
0: All right, so hold on. Let's add that.
1: So, Alex, taking a look at that list, what mm-hmm. do you think would be the archetype? Um, do you still think that um, that the same the same strategy would apply, um, like what we did against the the Republic beef list? Do you think that strategy would still like work for this particular list?
2: Well, the target priority in this list, for sure, is Kanan, and the problem is is that you kind of have to get to him. And by doing so you have to typically just go through Rook with Boba Fett also just crossing you. So again, it's like you can target like the the linchpin is Kanan. That's the highest target mode It's just getting there is the difficult part. Like with the last republic list, just yeah <laughs> unless you have something that's like the fastest ship in the game, Falcon Poe can just go through all the obstacles it doesn't care. It's hard to get to Canaan, and then bombs. Uh, what, what do you uh, what do you think about this one in relation? Because, like, this was also another list where you just like clearly the beef archetype is just like you are not going to alpha like Boba Fett off the board, right? You can't alpha Rook off the board. Like, I feel like an Alpha Strike is basically useless against this list, especially when you are rolling three die torpedoes.
1: Yeah I I kind of agree with you. Alpha strikes here definitely don't don't work particularly well on here. Um mainly because you Boba Fett is looking to be at range one constantly with this one. Um, and Alpha Strike lists typically tend to melt away whenever they have a really powerful ship um, that can consistently get uh, four hits. Um, they spend most of their actions just on offense and switching them into defensive mode um, by nature just turns off their their greatest strength, which is the Alpha Strike, you know, attacking from range. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I think a control list probably is the best way to handle this particular list, especially if you can control Kanan and where he's keeping his arc. Um, if you could force Kanan to be in a in a really good spot or at least be outside of the range of his um, of his companions, um, then the list starts to fall apart easier. Um, but yeah, you really open your flanks and your rear into getting hit really hard by Boba Fett um, or getting shot right up the front by Rookcast just so you can go and get that one part, which is canon.
0: See, and I would almost say swarms are also possibly something that could reduce it. Again, Boba is kind of swarm impervious, but I will say if you're shooting into boba with three dice, three dice three dice three dice three dice three dice it it, it will it will wear boba down i don't care what it says boba can't take two ships off the board all the time every turn unless you're buying the swarm incorrectly <laughs> then you can
2: canaan <laughs> only has two charges yes they exactly start shooting at them and doing damage so the more ships you have on the board the better it be i'd actually be really interested to see this list versus the last republic list i want to that seems like a
1: really interesting matchup in my head
2: wonder how that would go.
1: yeah yeah definitely and actually that's a conversation that we haven't had as yet right do you counter a beef list with a beef list
2: i don't think you can like consistently plan on countering other beef lists <laughs> with your beef list but you can definitely like that does it it creates some weird matchup problems because you're both supposed to outlast each other. So you really have to see which is better. Like Boba Fett's consistent rerolls and high health of Rook or just having three more ships on the board. (laughs) Yeah. See, I think
0: I I say, I almost think that the Republic list probably wins out against that. Um, on most scenarios. We only have to throw in like one or two dice, you know, with Kanan. True. But at the same time, you're right. But at the same token, you, you only have three ships. So obviously your target priority is Kanan. But I think that's where that diamond boring comes in. And then if you get con like, that's when I would just drag contrail away from the group and throw contrail in there and say, murder contrail in one sitting or he's dropping ion bombs on you and your ships aren't moving. Um true. again it won't affect boba too much but boba not being able to boat boost is huge huge and boba can't just joust this list boba will die if he jousts this list guaranteed yeah, that arc can you imagine jag being able to throw four double modded dice like two turns in a row I'll just throw I'll just throw click in there and let you force you to come kill, Jag. Like it's, it's pretty disgusting. Click's like, really
2: good
1: against Boba for denying that extra die range one. It really helps oh out my a God. lot. Yes. I, I think that I would almost just invest in uh, in chaff cloud on Boba just to break <laughs> all the Republic's locks and tokens and crap. And yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, is there any other beef list that we want to cover that kind of stand out?
1: No, that's it for me, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's not, like, lists that I'm, like... This list is obviously a beef list. I mean, there's certain, like, ships that I think are, like, well, if you're going to build a beef list, this is probably going to go in there kind of thing. But not, like, a full-on. Like, those, I think, are probably really good examples of just beefy boys.
1: Agree.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So is there anything else we want to do for beef lists? If not, we can wrap it up for tonight. And the,
1: um, the only other consideration I would say for this is also, um the objective or rather the scenario that's being played for this. I think that the scenario itself holds a lot of significance when you're playing against this list there. Um and if we go by the numbers right, obviously chance engagement, I think that's where beef really shines. They can really hold that center objective and um, really it and stay there long term uh, making it difficult for you to also stay in there, especially if you have multiple arcs that are like bearing down on you, um, it kind of discourages you from going into the center and contesting those objectives there. Um, scramble um, it's a little more difficult it really depends on the number of ships that you have in your beef list there um, or if you have less amount of of ships how action efficient they are Um, if they have like passive mods that allow them to sacrifice that action to do uh, scramble action um, you know that that's where you might be able to get the upper hand on the beef list um, particularly if they're not very maneuverable um, or they're very action dependent um, they might be able to get the upper hand on there if you're not able able to kill them consistently. Uh, for uh, for salvage mission, um, again, the number of ships really matter for the beef list. Um, and if you have a beef list that's really dependent on their movement as well, uh, like the fire sprays and Boba Fett, really relying on that boost to get into or out of arcs um, really matter for them. So typically they're not going after those um, those salvage crates because they rely on having those, those reposition actions to help them um, be be flexible for it. Um, and what are you guys' thoughts on scenarios?
2: I think, yeah, pretty much in alignment. I think Scramble would generally just be their worst one. I think Salvage is generally okay. I mean, you're kind of built the last, you know, chance is good for that. Assault generally, you're having medium Ships, or at least they stick around, so you're not going to like kill someone while you're both contesting it, kind of thing. I also totally remember one other beef list double Desi, Uh, not the four Ah, you double Double Desi, Desi. double Desi, and like triple TIE fighter. You can run that, that's right. All
0: right, so you're saying so you just think Morna and Um, Orna
2: Oiken and like three Black Squadron Aces is
0: a thing people have flown. The next question is, Is <clears throat> can you fly bow, its pre previsla and three droid? Same thing. I, I don't know why anyone would. I'm just asking the question because, <laughs> I mean, it's too large base ship.
2: Yeah, four, but like the decimator is a little bit different. All
0: right. So if you were building this out, what would you put on it? Who gets the title? Morna? Um,
2: No, Oiken gets the title. Because he needs that because he's actively ramming people. And Death Troopers. Yeah, and you put Death Troopers on Oiken for sure. Because that's just not okay. (laughs) And uh, generally, they both have Ruthless. Yeah. Because they're just going to eat each other alive. And then what, you got a gunner left over for uh, like Fifth Brother on Oiken? And then Morna, because you're a decimator and you're not Vader, you have to bring Vader in an Empire list. You, I mean, yes,
0: <laughs> you don't <laughs> have to.
2: You should.
1: I like Seven Vader Sister.
2: Is disgusting. I, still
1: I like, like Seven Vader. Sister. Yeah, but yeah, Seven Sister, and it gives you a little more points, especially if you want to put in like Tua to get the the extra um, like uh, reinforce, you know, for those things, yeah. on agile gunner.
2: Yeah, probably like an agile gunner on her or something.
1: I mean, but uh, just, it, Vader hits so hard. He does. I'm not going to lie. He does hit very hard, but he just also consumes a lot of points versus like some of the other force users. Uh, it is There is a, a huge amount of flexibility for those decimators with their loadout that make them very, very effective, honestly. So yeah. but whichever you pick for that, it is, it's good.
2: Yeah, ruthless vader to uh, agile sounds pretty solid not gonna lie
1: yeah
0: would you ever consider Saxon
1: uh yeah I've actually seen um some cyber Saxon on there on on some uh, decimator builds yeah yeah I mean it's not like
2: bad you do have I mean your whole list is shooting after that's fair it is kind of a bully thing to do, Vader and Tiber, though.
0: <laughs> and then you, you'd you have to drop Ruthless. You could drop Ruthless, though, and run Tua, Vader, and Tiber.
1: Yeah, that's that sounds great.
2: But, like, the whole point of Tiber is that you have Ruthless to get the other one. And maybe you go down to Seven Sister. But then they have a token, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. I I... I am not a double decimator person. I am one single decimator <laughs> and I have Grand Inquisitor crew on it, so I'm way off on all of these. But that is uh it's a beefy list though. That's yeah. How much like 30 health to go through?
1: Yeah. So same question on this one here. Do does our our counters for this apply to this particular list?
0: Oh my god there's 38 health in this list that's disgusting <laughs> i mean uh, I, I would no. say control 100 is the way to this list though i don't know sometimes i would do wonder if alpha strike i don't know alpha strikes aren't really helping you either
1: so for me it really depends right because although it is a ton of health right to get through Alpha Strikes tend to really do well with dealing critical hits, uh, which this the Decimators are notoriously uh, susceptible to, to get a really bad crit chain that can either kill it fast or completely cripple it, you know, uh, either giving it... Uh, like a, um, a damage sensor array so that way can no longer reinforce, uh, giving it double stress, which limits their dial severely, uh, giving it a weapons failure, which neuters their offense a lot. Um, you know, the Decimators can, um, can really suffer from those crit effects, and I think that's what's really good about the Alpha Strikes, being able to deal that amount of damage um, to the Decimators to help it die uh, over time. Um, definitely it is a race against the clock whenever you're playing against this particular list because it has that much health. Um, but if you're able to consistently get or at least focus fire on one of those um, on one of those decimators and really cripple it, um, then you have a better chance of winning the game. Um, you, you don't have much to fear from the three TIE fighters other than, you know, the bumps that they can help prevent you getting those target locks for those ordnance shots um but other than that you know if you can get a really solid um initial shot uh concentrated volley on one of those decimators you can eff- effectively neutralize it out of the game so
0: alex do you think the same thing <clears throat> uh
2: yeah i mean hull well, breaches on decimators that's why you bring novice tech but like yeah yeah, yeah i mean this one is a little bit more success susceptible to like specifically proton torpedoes, but uh, I think it's a little bit more resistant to control than the uh, you would typically find in beef just because you have, I mean, they are zero agility, but like you have you know two large bases and it takes three ions to you know get them. Um, I guess you. You know, they're susceptible to jam, but also they have the force. Tua can, you know, hold a reinforce and walk in with another reinforce kind of thing. Uh, Blaken's just doing whatever he wants to you at range zero. And that death troopers, if you build it out with death troopers, it's it's real nasty in the scrum. Oh, yeah. like you no, no one can take a force and then they just start eating damage from like uh Vader or something like that, you know. So, yeah. Um yeah, I guess it's a little bit more susceptible to the alpha strikes, but I think it's a little bit more resilient on, on a couple other matchups there. It's, it's interesting how you get you know different beef lists are there's, there's still subtle variations in, in beef lists.
1: Now, if you were picking one of the other two beef lists to go against this double Desi, which would you take?
2: Ooh. I feel like the Republic one would do better just because he can probably surround those ships better. But like having two die decimator shots is really funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's that's where all your
2: offense is, is coming from. So it's just like, well, cool. Well, he can roll up and roll two dice at me and
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel Boba Kanan better into this list personally yeah i think they're both just good against this list (laughs) so the last one we do have one more we're gonna go through this list because i i think this list is a beef list as well four ewings okay i don't know how to load them out though because i don't fly rebels so
1: Sure, for me, uh, a staple for four U-wings is usually Leia or Organa crew, um, which helps keep those U-wings in position where they need to. But on uh, which ship? Um, you can typically put that on either Magva or Saw Gerrera. Um so Those are the ships that uh, that typically are a little more beefier, um, especially with Magva's ability to deny the rerolls. Um, and then you can outfit the, the rest with different, um, with different stuff. Like you could put Jyn Erso on Cassian, Benthic is always going to have Perceptive Co-Pilot and, and then just fill it out with whatever you need. Um, the best part about this list is if you manage to keep it together is having, um, having, uh, selfless, um, to help spread the damage between all the ships. And if you want to talk about beef, my goodness, uh, that is very, very good on just spreading out the damage between your ships. It is just really good. It just makes you discourage shooting criticals at this uh at this list.
0: Did you just run Bentic with Gin Perceptive FPC. No, I do yeah. contraband.
2: It's yeah. Stop. Stop.
1: Contraband, right. yeah. Because you're you're using Magva to defend against the uh the target locks basically.
0: You just put Contra on all of them.
1: Yeah. You can have two two turns of consecutive stops if you wanted to.
0: What are you putting on Cassian?
2: K2SO selfless and yeah. K2SO. Yep. Like ablative generally. Works kind of well with his ability. Who you have?
0: and then you have four points on magma.
1: Uh, I mean, you could also do ablative as well if you wanted to, um, or you could do selfless and then novice tech.
0: Which is it? I don't fly
1: any stuff. So. I, I would probably go with selfless and, abl- and in tech for magma.
2: You want to know how I would load these out? Because I just like built it out. I sure. think it's kind of scary. Okay, so it's like Benthic with Perceptive, or uh, So Contraband. That's probably going to be pretty consistent. For Saw, I have Selfless, Leia, Ursa, Ren, Contraband.
1: Oh, Ursa, Ren, yeah. Or sure.
2: FTC, depending on how you want to run that, especially with Ursa being on there. For Magva, I have Notorious, The Child, and Deadman Switch. So that's a real deterrent from shooting a really good part of your list, yeah. And then Cassian with selfless K2SO and ablative.
0: So, hold on, Agma's got dead man. You said, Yep, the child, yep. I mean, I guess you could put on
2: tail blaster if you want to run her by other people, that's fine too. You just need a two point illicit so you could take notorious.
1: Oh, yeah. Notorious instead of Selfless on Magva. Yeah. That's actually really good. I like that combo. Yeah. My goodness.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of... Because you get the locks back onto Magva with the child, but Magva means you can only re-roll one of them, and then you're only re-rolling one dice into
1: a Notorious Magva. It's not fun. I think I found my list for this week for NCX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh,
2: that's a lot of a lot of to go through.
1: Oh my gosh, ooh, <laughs> that is that is uh, some some nasty work here. Oof.
2: Love yeah, it. yeah, that that's uh, like just right off the top, kind of how I would run them. Especially because like saw just automatically gets locks on anyone who's shooting at
1: Magva because Magva has the child. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness that is ridiculously good i like that a lot <laughs> that's
0: so good so then the next question is right <clears throat> so we have so, <clears throat> so then it's it's notorious that's that's kind of the deterrent
1: And your defensive piece yeah yeah i don't know
2: what your target priority in that kind of list would be
1: Yeah, for me, if I'm looking at this list holistically, I would say Magva is definitely the deterrent base, right? Because it really discourages you from having... um, Like, you getting rerolls on offense, especially if you're relying on, like, Ordinance to deal damage against these ships. um, That basically makes you use the focus more often and between benthic being able to pass off uh potential evade tokens to your ships um it it makes the the list very very good at resisting attacks and having um just being in position to contest different objectives with leia and contraband cybernetics and such uh cassian andor as well uh, being a very good piece and removing stress as well helps further um helps further that particular style of play, uh, just being able to stay in position on there. Um, as far as strategies to counter this list, it's it's actually really tough. I mean, I, I kind of want to lean on control um, just to force your opponent to do one straight so that way they don't stay in the same spot. Um, but at the same time, it's really hard to do that if you don't have rerolls, right? I mean, target locks are just slightly better at getting better, uh, at getting a, a hit or crit results than a focus token would be statistically. Um, so, by nature, you are making it harder for them to get consistent, reliable results against you. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how we counter it. I mean, I think control is probably the answer for this, but yeah. Yeah, I don't
2: even know what you like. Like, Leia is such a pain that you kind of want to go after Saw, but then you're only making him stronger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, like, you only get one reroll, and then Magva's just coming up to you with double force. You got a Calculate Pass somewhere in there, a Focus Pass or an Evade. Anyone could just... Like, Magva can just take an Evade, as long as she's by Benthic, right? Like... Now you have an evade double focus or uh, double force and one reroll against the ship yeah. and notorious at an i3. Yeah, and and still somehow I think that's your best target you shoot. <laughs> yeah, like if cool. you go after benthic, he just takes double evades, he doesn't care, whatever. Oof. And Man, that's, double evading sounds... a calculate from Cassian.
0: So really to me then the only you need to outplay it on objective play.
2: Which is kind of an uphill battle with U Wings, but yeah. They're they're just kind of well, the whole point of this whole segment, right? They're just kind of a lot to get through, and it's kind of a pain. You're not gonna you're not gonna take all four off during a game. You're probably not gonna get two. Yeah. And with all of them being five points, you only give up two points in chance tough two points you earned
1: yeah, and i think
0: you have to outplay them on objectives i think that's really the bigger thing is can you outplay them on objectives and the only thing that they have going for them is not all of them are going to have a million target locks right <clears throat> you know so yeah. that's that's the big thing is is if they have poor dice yeah they're probably not going to do as well but what's the probability you have really poor dice you know on three output I, I I I don't think so. So, um, yeah, you just have to play around them in objectives. I think. Yeah, you
2: know, you know, they don't boost a barrel roll like salvages. are so fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just I'm just trying to think. Like scramble, I guess, would be their worst objective, which is pretty consistent. But just, ooh, I don't want to go against it.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that was our brief deep dive for the show tonight. That kind of it, like it's, as we're wrapping up our, our list archetype, you know, segments, I, I, I think this is the good piece, the better pieces, because it's the deeper dive, it's the bigger analysis into what you are going to possibly see. All of this might change, sadly, with points dropping here in the next three weeks. Um, So we are going to try to um, hopefully get through some of these so we can get through the last of them Um, because I think that's going to be the bigger, the bigger construct here, right? Is if points change, how does it affect anything we've done? Right. Um, It may not affect it. It may just shift the lists towards a different direction, right? Like a beef list may become a swarm and beef. list. (laughs) Damn it. Oh, gross oh, stop it oh can you imagine five Ewings, if, one can you, can you imagine <laughs> having five of them <laughs> I, I, five viewings and one less yuck no can I'm you out. even do that in two point all right we're gonna stop right there because it's no, gonna we be get a it. tangent <laughs> this would be a big tangent so um anyway that's kind of what our focus will be for the next couple of weeks um as we get ramped up i, I don't want to get into like i've heard rumors about points changes and this and that. And I, I just don't know if it's worth the discussion until we actually see points, personally. Because, I like, I mean, I, I heard a rumor that, you know, we're going to lose Grievous and then, you know, but somebody's going to give us, like, 6-point yt thirteen hundreds And, like, it's like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't, we'll see. like 6-point Poe? All right, let's nope. go. You, you'll you never get a Falcon 6 Poe. 6-point po, po. Falcon Poe. Hopefully they take Poe <laughs> and make Poe. Expensive at a point, so that you run Lando. That's what I want to see. I want to see okay. some Lando on the table, please. Or maybe I don't. Maybe I actually don't. I mean,
2: Rebel Lando is still really good. I
0: know. I know. I know. Some Scum Lando Escapecraft is almost playable. <laughs> um. So anyway, so that's kind of where the episode is headed. If you are newer to the show or if you would like to help um, sponsor the show, you're welcome to donate to our PayPal. If you would like to help bring a live stream goal to prominence, we're trying to get some live stream games uh, going into GT this year and into planning phase showdown number two that will be coming up. We still don't have that announced date because we don't know when store kits are dropping, so um, we are waiting to see we get an official word that there's an actual store kit coming um before we announce the planning phase syndicate showdown Too, um we do have some other announcements i guess i should have done this at the beginning of the show when everybody was around but we do have um some stuff coming up where we will be um we are finally actually creating our own cards um we have some designs already in the works i approved um the designs for the first set series Um, that we're going to be doing we're going to be doing munitions uh, to begin with in two different sets Um, that's going to be kind of our first token card set so if you want you could join our patreon and that will be um, something that we give quarterly to all patreons um, in our group Um, and they will have unique tokens you do not get outside of planning fakes so we are, we have somebody designing our tokens, and once I get permission to share their name, um, here in a couple of weeks, they we will share our designer, uh, which you probably all know who it is, but we will be sharing our designer name and some of the stuff that we have here coming up, um, in May. Um, but if you would like to get in on the Patreon ground and get into the first set, uh, you're welcome to do that. We also will be having them at Michigan GT. So Michigan GT will have our first set that we will be giving away as prize support uh, for part of Michigan T, G, Michigan GT prizes. Right now, we are looking at camping Michigan GT at 64 people. Within the next month, we will actually have signups open. Um, I just got to finalize one last thing to see if we're going to get Worlds invites from AMG or if I'm going to have to use store champ kits. We'll see. One of the two is gonna happen though. We're 90% of the way there with store champ kits right now. Um, I'm just waiting on one final approval from uh the store. And they just they just I just gotta have one guy sign off and I will at least have one or two worlds invites um for Michigan GT. That will be the first weekend in October. So hopefully Alex is excited by that. Hopefully, Alex has his invite by then. And then he can, you know, help run the, the, the stream with me instead possibly. of possibly. Uh...
2: Yeah, if I have it.
0: <clears throat> so, you know, have they, have you guys gotten search Champ kits out on the East Side at all yet?
2: Nothing yet. Mm-hmm.
0: East Side of Michigan. Nobody cares about you, <laughs> Uh
2: not, not to my knowledge, but all I'm right. still working on that.
0: So, hopefully, we'll have more Sword Champ Michigan announcements here in the next couple of weeks as well. I, like I said, I do know that we are looking to try and do one on the West Coast in May or the west side of Michigan in May or June if the kids come in um, to try to get the first one off the ground. So. All right. Does anybody have anything else before we
1: wrap up for the night? Uh, just a quick update uh, from uh, the Nickel City League here. Uh, we're going to go into week number six over here. We're going to have a rematch between Team Punishers and Team Endgame this next week here, with Team Endgame having the home field advantage for this week here. Uh, we're going to have some exciting games going on here. Hopefully, we'll be able to stream a few of them. Um, but uh, hope to see you guys there uh, watching some of these games uh, this following week here. Uh, we're going to the second half of the season here, uh, and it's anybody's game for these teams. Uh, so we're excited to uh, to go forward.
0: maybe we should have done build tanner a cis list because now i don't want to run a cis list that i've ran a million times so i think i'm (laughs) gonna have to like i don't know i was thinking of maybe not running any Django or any grievous Who maybe just do like a complete droid swarm just like all three droids that's what i'm gonna there you go that's what i'm gonna run i'm running pre Katan. And three Discord missile droids. That's 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 it right there. And J- there you, you can go. see JJ's pissed. He's like, "God damn it!"
1: Damn JJ approves. <laughs> no, nope, JJ approves. It's, it's not JJ. We know. It's I've not. seen. I've seen what you could do with Boca Ten, and I approve it. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. <laughs>
0: hmm. All right. Well, that's the end of this week's Planning Phase Syndicate episode ninety six. Thank you all for joining us. We will be back next week, Sunday, nine p.m. Eastern, twenty one hundred Eastern, or zero one hundred. UTC. That doesn't get old saying it that many times. Please join us next week for another amazing show.